Bidzy's Small Business Society number 129. You're listening to Bidzy's Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barisoff. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers post projects for free in any of over 100 categories, including all types of home renovation, landscaping, cleaning services, photography, and many, many more. Now, if you're a business, Bidzy.com is a great way to find new customers because you are automatically notified each time a customer posts a project in your subscribed categories. So for example, let's say you own a roofing company and a customer posts a project in our roofing category. You are automatically notified via email or text and you can submit a bid at bidzy.com or use our internal chat system to introduce yourself to the customer and give them reasons why they should use you to complete their project. Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99. That's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at bidzy.com. Email rob at bidzy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at bidzy.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. Today, I am joined by Elizabeth D'Alto. Elizabeth is the founder at UntameYourself.com and the Wild Soul Movement, where her purpose is to create an experience that turns your relationship with yourself into one of the most wild, passionate love affairs of your lifetime. Her community of like-minded women is a sacred place where women find their true, authentic selves. And she shares more of her wisdom on her Untame the Wild Soul podcast and in her book entitled Untame Yourself. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thanks for making the time today. Can you first tell us more about yourself then about some of the projects that you're working on today? Sure. So I I love this open-ended tell us about yourself. I think sometimes (laughs) about saying the most like ridiculous outlandish things to people just to see what they'll do. Oh, this is your platform. (laughs) Don't worry. I'm not going to do that to you today. So I'm assuming when you say, tell me more about yourself, you're most interested in what's going on in the business. So yeah, I, I, run my Untame Yourself business. The the official name of the business is Wild Soul Movement, Inc., where I create online programs and courses, mainly for women, though next year I will be creating my first course for men and women to bring them together. Um, I have a book called Untame Yourself. I'm working on my second book right now that's building out the uh, most popular section of the Untame Yourself book, which is How to Have a Courageous Conversation. Um, it's all about sensual movement, embodiment, helping women really integrate mind and body. A lot of people, and, and men can relate to this too, spend a lot of time up in their mind and don't listen to their body, their intuition, their gut. And most people have a, at least one or several moments in their life where they can think about where they had a gut feeling and they didn't listen and then they kicked themselves for it or they had a gut feeling. It felt totally like out of left field. I'm crazy for doing this. And then it totally worked out. So that's the kind of stuff that I'm really wanting to help people connect with because that's where a lot of real magic and alignment comes for people. And especially in terms of business, you know, when you talk to a lot of great entrepreneurs, which I know you do, people will tell you that some of the most successful things that they've done they, they didn't know why they did it. They just had a feeling or they followed a feeling or they followed a hunch or something like that. 
So I love that. I'm super fascinated with that. And I love to help people connect to that on a more consistent basis. Um, I myself, I live in Southern California. I work way less than people would probably assume I do for the amount that I I put out into the world. Um, I don't know if you're into any of these like personality types or the typologies, but there's one called human design that I currently love to geek out on the most. And I'm what's called a manifesting generator. So pumping out content and stuff like that. So easy for me. I don't feel like I'm actually doing that much, but people are always like, God, you do so much. So that stuff comes pretty naturally to me. It's super fun. Um, I spent a lot of years doing like over a decade doing things that weren't fully, fully me. And so once I launched Wild Soul Movement, had the idea in 2013, launched it in 2014, that's when I really popped into this nice sweet spot of congruence where my life is my message. I could just show up and be myself and I get to serve and help and contribute for that. And it works out really well. Yeah, so great. And it doesn't feel like work, right? And you are cranking out that consistent, valuable content. And Elizabeth, this is a bit different from the often hardcore, analytical, super pragmatic message that many of my guests talk about. Not to say that that's not also important to you, but what was happening around you that you saw as an opportunity to help people with the more spiritual side of their journey? Well, I used to be a personal trainer and I started to get really fascinated at how people could do like all the measurable things. They could eat right, they could work out, they could show up, they could be consistent with that stuff. But without fail, any kind of like mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, relational issue could wipe out the results with such ease and swiftness. I wanted to know like what was going on with that inner world type of stuff. And a lot of entrepreneurs are into personal development. So I just started really poking around and, of course, experimenting on myself first, um, studying the subtle body energetics, looking at mindset stuff. You know, some of my favorite work is like Byron Katie or Martha Beck and people like that. So um, I just became just as, if not more, fascinated with the inner world as the outer world. And part of it was because for so many years I had struggled to really find something that worked for me. And it was because I was looking out, looking out, looking out. I was following other people's formulas and systems or ideas about what I might be good at. And I kept trying these things. And not that I would like fail and fall flat on my face. Sometimes I would, but it's just, I was never getting out of the hustle or the struggle. Like I was still always like just barely making ends meet and sometimes not even. And so once I started to kind of go in and check out my own inner landscape and deal with some like blocks and issues I hadn't known were there previously, that's when things got easier prosperity was easier. Managing money, making money was easier. Having fun, doing things I actually wanted to be doing, all that stuff got easier. Now, you're talking about some of your challenges. Now, I want you to go even further and talk about your biggest challenge in business or otherwise. But Elizabeth, what sticks out in your mind as your biggest challenge? And our listeners are typically looking for some of the actionable steps that you may have took to really embrace and overcome that challenge. Hmm, That's a good one. Biggest challenge... I think it really was that I had some phenomenal mentors when I was first starting my business. Um, I did Marie Forleo's mastermind in 2011 when she for, when she was still doing that. Um, I at the time. Also in 2012 to 2013, um, my boyfriend at the time was a really successful internet entrepreneur. I had a lot of friends who a lot of people would recognize their names that I was spending a lot of time with. And this this is actually hands down my biggest challenge uh, in the beginning. Um, You know that saying that like the five people, you're the average of the five people you spend most of your time with or something like that? Jim Rohn. Yeah, that's right. It was not true for me because like the five people I was spending the most time with were making like multiple six and into the seven figures in their business. And I was still like just trying to pay my rent. And so part of my 
biggest challenge was looking around me, seeing that these formulas and like these tactics and these strategies were working basically for what felt like everyone else but me and having to figure out why is that, what's going on while still being kind to myself and still keeping going, right? Like, I think when you're an entrepreneur, the fact that you're still in it, even when you have taken your licks, means that, you know, you might actually make it if you're willing to keep going after you get your butt kicked a little bit. So that was my biggest challenge. My biggest challenge was actually how demoralizing it was in those first couple of years to keep plugging away, plugging away, plugging away and not really getting any sustainable momentum. So did you turn inward with more, um, you know, self-experimentation or did you seek uh, help outwards? What did you actually do to sort of get past all of that? I did work with some coaches, some great coaches and some great healers. And also, again, really studied myself. So I, I, I love these typologies. I don't like to put myself in a box, but it's cool to know that like I'm an Enneagram 8. I'm an ENFJ and Myers-Briggs. I'm a manifesting generator in human design. Like I know my astrology signs. It was just really fascinating to look at these things where I just felt more informed about myself so I could let myself off the hook for certain things that I'm not great at and really focus on things I am. And actually earlier this year, I took another one more specifically related for entrepreneurs. Well, that's not true. Two of them, the strengths finder, which I had done like over a decade ago, but redid it to see what had changed. And there's another one called wealth dynamics profile. There was a piece of me that was really kind of like, maybe I don't have to be the face of the business. I don't have to be out in the front lines, but um, my profile is star (laughs) and that's literally (laughs) what I'm built for. And then my secondary ones were creator and supporter. So that kind of just confirmed for me that I'm doing the right thing. This is exactly like how my business should be structured. Um, And and that was also something too, to come into a model that was sustainable and it wasn't just like long launch to launch, right? And it's, it's this feast and famine thing where you like make a whole bunch of money and then you don't for a couple months. And as you're running out of money, you're like, oh crap, I got to do something to make a whole bunch of money again so I can continue to survive. So yes, I had some coaches, I worked with some healers and I did a lot of self-study and self-experimentation. I want to talk more about your influencers in just a little bit. I just want to say, Elizabeth, you are the star. We can hear it. We can feel it. Let's talk about more about your rewards. Why is it so great to be Elizabeth D'Alto? Oh, man, it's a good question. Um, it's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun to be me. And I'm so glad I named my business Wild Soul Movement. My book is called Untame Yourself because as I grow and expand, there's basically nothing I can't do under those umbrellas. Like a couple years from now, if I decide I want to be some like yoga tantra lady and all I talk about is sex, that'll totally work under the brand. I'm probably not going to do that, but it allows me to really embody, encompass, and play to my full range. Um, Whether that's in my self-expression, in my creativity, in the programs and the events and the things that I create for working with people, I could basically just show up and be myself and I'm doing my business, which is just that feels like a gift. It feels like a freaking miracle every day. And um, self-care is basically part of my business because if I'm not taking amazing care of myself, I can't show up to my full capacity. And so I have a much more harmonious lifestyle than the days when I was like a personal trainer, a pound on the pavement in New York City, getting up sometimes at like 4.30 in the morning, um, having the middle of the day open and then working to like 8.30 or 9 at night. It was just a very very, um, I don't want to say unbalanced, but really not fun lifestyle. And now my lifestyle is super freaking fun. Yeah. I mean, you're doing a disservice to your audience and your client base if you're not showing up at full capacity, right? Yeah, totally. 
Now, let's talk more about your clients. What's been most effective for you in really engaging with and growing your audience? And here, I want you to help the aspiring entrepreneur understand some things about gaining some traction in a cluttered and noisy social media and marketing landscape, Elizabeth. Totally. So one of the biggest things that I did, and this was kind of, I did it for fun, and, and I saw the need for it in 2013. I started a private Facebook group. And these private Facebook groups are super popular now. But in 2013, almost three years ago, not many people were doing this. And so um, I just noticed that a lot of things that I was posting about people were wanting to talk about and wanting to engage with, but not out publicly in Facebook. I was getting private messages, emails, text messages from people I know being like, oh, man, I could totally relate to that post you wrote today. So I started a private Facebook group. And over the course of two years, um, a little under two years, I ended up with about 3,500 people in that group. And it became a really safe space for women to connect and come in and like ask their deeper questions. Um, and also a great way for me to take people along the journey of like whatever I was creating and um, survey people for like, you know, I was designing tank tops or a book title or a program idea or something like that. So it was kind of like this intimate layer of access to my community between general social media and my email list because a lot of people hang out on Facebook. And if they're going to be in there anyway, they might as well be doing something productive. So I've got a lot of momentum from that Facebook group. I actually shut it down last summer because I needed a break. It uh, The energy of the space wasn't as pristine or precise as I would have liked it to be. So I shut it down. And then a couple months later, I opened one more specifically to focus on discussing the book and the podcast. So now I have a space and I think there's like close to 1600 people in this space. And it's been a little less than a year, um, where it's much more intentional and the guidelines are more clear. So it's actually super, it's amazing. I love that, that space. So the momentum of connecting with my community in that way, and I will say this for people listening, not everyone's going to be built for that. I, I love that. I love popping in, answering the comments, reading what people wrote. Like some people, that would be their nightmare. So if that doesn't resonate for you, uh, just because it's worked for me, certainly doesn't mean it has worked for you. But if you like digging in with your people in that way and, and really connecting and you don't mind giving some of your personal time for that, I've, I have super, super loved that. And it's gone a really long way for me in terms of building loyal, loyalty and um, knowing my people, which is cool. And then um, the podcast, launching the podcast last year, huge absolutely huge. That thing just keeps growing and growing. We're close to 50,000 episode uh, downloads a month now, which, you know, is all relative. You have people getting probably like hundreds of thousands of downloads a month. But for me, growing this thing from scratch, um, you know, our episodes within the first week are getting, you know, between four and 5,000 downloads now. So, um, and I even cut back this summer. I was publishing twice a week and I decided to take a break from my little short solo episode. So with just one interview a week going up, we have had more downloads this summer. So we have some cool momentum there. And what I love about the podcast is I don't really have sponsors or anything. I might, I mean, people have started to reach out to us for that, but I just let people know what's going on in the wild soul world. You know, like when I'm filling my teacher training, when enrollment's going to close for wild soul movement, I, I launched a membership site called wild soul insider. I just let people know what's going on in our world. When's the next retreat. And, and I get my majority of applications for things from people on the application, it says, how'd you hear about it? The podcast, the podcast, the podcast. So that's awesome. And then what I also have noticed at my last few live events is that people show up with a level of trust and, and, and already like an intimacy with you because they're listening to you. You've, you've, you have spent so much time with these people in their earbuds 
walking their dog, doing the dishes, getting ready in the morning in the car. Like sometimes they'll tell me how like their kids know who I am and they'll be like, but mom, didn't Liz say? And it's like <laughs> so sweet. So um, the two biggest momentum builders for sure have been my private Facebook group. Oh, and it's a free space. It's that space and the podcast. So intimate uh, is that hyper engagement when they just give you their ear holes, right? Yeah, totally. And I mean, for some people, um, like I don't have, if you go to like my Facebook page and whatever, like I don't have the volume of followers that a lot of people do. Um, but my engagement is very high. Yeah. I mean, those big numbers are just vanity in a lot of cases anyway. Right. Yeah, I really think so because, you know, some just because someone has like a I remember seeing a post one time in a in a group where someone was like, "Hey, um looking for a photographer for this brand. Someone has like over a million followers on Facebook. Um we'd love to give you the exposure." And I'm like, "If you have a million followers and you're trying to barter with someone for exposure, <laughs> you're not making money." So like that million followers is super deceiving in terms of if people are assuming that person is successful by metrics of money or profitability or whatever. I want you to talk about, I'm getting into your wheelhouse, talk about the importance of caring for and nurturing our bodies and how that might translate into professional success, Elizabeth. Okay, so I understand that people are wanting to hustle and they want to do their business. And the misunderstanding is that you have to work more to make more or that you have to work harder to do better. And the thing is this, um, in the long term, that's not super sustainable, actually. Something my friend Phil Drolet, who his dad had shared this with him, his dad had been like a dentist running a practice for like 40 years or something. And he told him, you know, this is a entrepreneurship is a marathon, it's not a sprint. Nobody remembers who was ahead in like the third mile, right? You, if you really wanted to do this for your entire life, you need to figure out to do it in a way that you're gonna be able to keep showing up for. Um, and part of that has to do with your health. Like, I have met and known way too many entrepreneurs who are overweight, out of shape, have adrenal fatigue, have sleeping issues, like their energy sucks or they eat like crap or, or their relationships are horrible. Um, what is the freaking point if you're not having like a full life, right? So this is why you take care of yourself. My friend Amateo says it this way. We self-care so we can serve and we serve so we can self-care. That's kind of like the, the harmony of entrepreneurship, right? Like you get to relax, you get to enjoy the fruits of your labor because if you don't, I mean, I, I forget there's, there's another one of those sayings. It might also be Jim Rohn, but it's something like if you don't make time for your health, like it'll make time for you or like something like that. I'm getting it a little bit wrong, but you know, it's, it's worth it. It might feel like a waste of time, but if you are really out for the count with like adrenal fatigue and you can't show up to your business for like three, four months while you're healing, you're going to really wish you would have done it a little more sustainably throughout, um, instead of having to do that recovery time, you know? Yeah, pretty simple. You know, it's healthy body, healthy mind. Absolutely. Now, again, I'm shifting here towards the end. Uh, you talked about some of the people that you follow. So you talked about Martha Beck. I know you had her on your podcast. You talk about Marie Forleo. Which other influencers do you follow online or otherwise for your own motivation and inspiration? Cool. Yeah, yeah. So Marie, Marie was, you know, one of my early mentors early on. I'm not, I don't really follow Marie's stuff that much anymore. But um, I love a woman named Allison Armstrong. Her stuff is just solid gold for, for helping women understand men and men understand women and relationships and stuff like that. And so I, I like to follow her work because that comes up in my work a lot. Um, I'll be super honest. I don't follow a ton of people online because 
it creatively distracts me. So I've actually unfollowed and even some of my closest friends are entrepreneurs. I don't even follow them on stuff anymore. When I catch up with them, it's like, Hey, you got to tell me what's going on in your life. Cause I have not been on your Instagram. So, um, <laughs> The things that I follow that inspire me more than anything, and, and Instagram is actually a place where I do this because on Facebook, I've installed this thing called Newsfeed Eradicator. So I don't even have a newsfeed to distract me anymore. I just log in, check my groups, check my stuff, and I'm out of there. But um, I love to follow like luxury travel, National Geographic. So like beautiful locations on the earth and nature. That stuff really inspires me creatively. I learn a lot from nature because nature doesn't do anything fast. Nature moves in its own time and seasons and spurts and stuff like that. And again, I really apply that to my business. You know, things go in cycles and phases. And I, I love to follow like nature and oceans and, and luxy travel spots because I get really excited. I prioritize my lifestyle. I'm like part of what I'm doing, I love to contribute and it's super fun. And I love to make time you know, for myself and to go on adventures and let that stuff nourish me. So I get a lot of my creative inspiration more from that kind of stuff than actual people and what they do. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of times in our businesses is going to feel like that glacial pace, like the seasons are passing, but uh, stick to it. That consistency is so, so important. Uh, I just want to pull this out of the, what you said as well. Uh, I might have to put that into play as soon as we're done with this call. Uh, Newsfeed Eradicator. Uh, Elizabeth, yeah. thanks for that. All right. <laughs> it's a Chrome extension. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much. Yeah. So I, yeah, we said before, it's a cluttered and noisy place out there. Absolutely. Now, do you love to win or hate to lose and why? That's an interesting question that kind of just froze my brain. Um, I, don't, I don't experience losing ever because everything you learn, you know, even if something like didn't go how maybe you wanted or whatever. So I guess I love to win because I don't really experience losing. I'm like, great, that didn't work. Move on. I don't, I don't feel like I lost. I just feel like I learned. Give us something actionable. What are you doing to wind down after a long or stressful day? Oh, this is great. Uh, turn off the electronics, like stop checking Facebook, your email and all that stuff. Dim the lights actually really, really helps. And there's, there's something called, I think it's called flux and there's settings on your iPhone. Now, uh, if you have an iPhone, I'm sure they have it on all the other things too, where you can really actually, um, the screens and stuff like that, you can dim the lights on it because that, that will actually, some of that blue light, I think too. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's what it does. Cause that actually will keep your brain wired and keep you awake. So I also take a salt bath almost every single night, especially if you're someone who works with a lot of clients or interacts with a lot of people to like kind of relax and like wash off the day and imagine that you're clearing out your energy field that way. And you're like, just coming back to yourself. That really helps me. Now, Elizabeth, boil this thing down for us. What is the one thing you want to share with our listeners about redefining your rules and expectations to create a full and significant life? Um, you got to learn the rules so you can break them. Uh, chances are you guys are listening to a show like this because you're wondering, what is everyone else doing? And that's great. And at a certain point, you got to do it your own way. You got to take what you've learned and you've got to put it together in a way that's going to work for you in a long-term sustainable way or that feels true to you. So I say if you're going to hustle for anything, hustle for alignment. Hustle to be doing things the way that feels super right and super true for you and feel free to change. Like feel free to pivot and tweak how that goes when something gets like old or boring or isn't working anymore. Great. Just pivot. Like something else will work. It's worth it to do the legwork and the experimentation to stay in alignment with who you are and to not be trying to be other people. I see so many entrepreneurs trying to be other people. And like, that's just a recipe for like really burning yourself out and not doing that great. Cause it's just not authentic. 
Now, one more question. If people want to learn more about the Wild Soul movements or if they want to pick up a copy of your book, Untame Yourself, how can they connect with you? Um, the website is untameyourself.com and the book is on Amazon. And if you type my name, even just my last name, Dialto, D-I-A-L-T-O, into any social media, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, I will come up. So easy to find. Absolutely. This has been fantastic. Thank you, Elizabeth, for joining me today on Bidzy Small Business Society. You take care. Thank you. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at Bidzy.com. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Go to Bidzy.com for information and resources on how you can grow your business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today. 